Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See Obviously, one of the headline stories throughout the country this week has been the Democratic National Convention. Of course, next week we'll have the Republican Convention coming up. With comment, uh, Mark Caleb Smith, who joins us every Thursday at this time, professor of political science at Cedarville University, joins us. And uh, Mark, uh, last night, President Barack Obama, or former President Barack Obama, was uh, one of the speakers, obviously Kamala Harris. Just what was your take on what you saw last night? I think we saw some history last night, Matt. Um, President, Former President Obama went after current President Trump in a way that we just don't normally see presidents talk about each other. You know, mm-hmm. there's sort of this long, unwritten tradition that uh, presidents who are out of office just kind of let things go, and they don't talk a lot about the current occupants. Uh, they try to use silence to sort of to say whatever they wish. And uh, President Obama certainly violated that last night. And uh, I think in his mind, the situation is so critical that he felt like he had to speak directly and make it very clear about his thoughts on President Trump. Uh, and he used very strong language to do it. And so it's it's a bit of history. I mean, I don't think we've really seen, in the modern era, we've never really seen a former president sort of do this to a current president. One of the themes when I've been watching uh, this week has been, you know, get out to vote and uh, the voter right. suppression allegations. And, and at one point, uh, uh, former President Obama said, don't let them take your power away. Don't let them take away your democracy. Make the plan now. Get involved and vote. Hillary Clinton alluded to that, you know. Right hey, I know what it's like to, you know, have three million more votes and not uh, be president. So uh, they're really trying to get that message out, it seems to me. Are you feeling that, too? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's one of their uh, it's a good argument they can put forward right now. Uh, One of the things politicians can do that really helps them rally voters and supporters is to instill some fear into them, honestly. And this is this is an argument from fear. You should be afraid of Donald Trump. You should be afraid of what he might do. You should be afraid that they may take away your right to vote. Now, I think some of that's overblown. You know, I, I think these charges of voter suppression and those sorts of things are probably overblown. Uh, but it's it's an effective campaign tool. Uh, on the other side, you're going to see President Trump and Republicans try to instill fear about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and you know they'll they'll say that they're Marxists or socialists or they want to implement certain kinds of policies. And so this is normal in some ways, uh, but it's hard to say what we're uh, looking at right now is really truly normal. I mean, it just feels so extreme compared to what we've heard in the past. You mentioned the uh, attacks uh, that uh, Barack Obama went yeah. after President Trump. It seemed like, you know, President Trump reacts to everything on Twitter. Yeah. But uh, right, right. but in all caps last night, why did he refuse to endorse, uh, endorse Slow Joe until it was all over? And even then was very late. Why did he try to get him not to run? So if they were expecting and wanting a reaction from uh, the president, they got it. And I I guess even if you don't expect a reaction, you usually get a reaction out of President Trump. I mean, President Trump's criticism is a a reasonable criticism. You know, Obama has been lukewarm on Biden uh, throughout this whole campaign season, and he did not endorse him early. He did not endorse him 
before really the campaign was over effectively. Um, so it's, it's a fair criticism, but of course, at the same time, it avoids the primary things that President Obama is saying. You know, he's attacking something that Obama isn't really even arguing about necessarily at all. Uh, Donald Trump is really good at using the social media to, to sort of drive the narrative in the way that he wants to go. Uh, but last night, you know, he's going up against President Obama, who's pretty good at driving the media in a direction as well. And so it's it's interesting to watch them clash in real time. It's just, it was just, again, it's history in the making. Mark Caleb Smith, professor of political science, Cedarville University, with us. Uh, we're talking about the Democratic National Convention. Uh, you mentioned, or I mentioned, Hillary Clinton speaking last night. Right. President Clinton uh, spoke right. the night before. What do you think about his presence um, in the uh, National Convention and being at the forefront for him? I, honestly, I think it's shocking. Just to be very frank with you, it's shocking. I mean, in the age of Me Too and the age of our discussions of how we interact with each other and how we treat each other uh, in a workplace and in other places as well, uh, for President Clinton to still have such a prominent role in the convention to me is, is still shocking. And I understand he's a former president. Uh, he's still popular in certain parts of the Democratic Party. Uh, but he's also getting an awful lot of pushback from progressives and from feminists and the Democratic Party, who really would prefer to see him uh, either farther in the uh, farther in the shadows or out of the, the Democratic uh, politics altogether. And so uh, it's remarkable to me that uh, he would use his speech to criticize President Trump and for his uh, conduct in the Oval Office, when President Clinton's conduct certainly would bear a lot of criticism. And I, maybe that's just where we are as, as a society. We're not really willing to hold uh, people accountable on either side of the aisle, you know, we just sort of want to root against the other side and root for our side, regardless of what they've done. But I think it reveals an awful lot of hypocrisy going on. You know, we also saw this week, um, who also I thought was very critical of President Trump, former First Lady Michelle Obama. Uh, obviously, Joe Biden is trying to become the president. And so potential, potential right. First Lady Jill Biden, right. the importance of uh, us spouses uh, in the uh, campaign process. How important is that? How important is it for them to be likable? Yeah, I think it helps certainly the the nominee if the spouse is likable and if they present well on media. Um, I think they can be an asset of a kind to the campaign. But I really don't think people are casting their ballots at all for spouses or that they're really going into that voting booth thinking, you know, uh, that uh, Jill Biden gave a great speech. I think I'm going to go ahead and pull that lever for Joe. So I think we, we probably make way too much of these kinds of media events, you know, whether Melania Trump says something, uh, whether Michelle Obama says something. It's interesting for the media, I suppose, and it can be effective um, rhetoric and it might be pleasant to listen to, but it's hard for me to see how it really has any impact on the campaign itself. Um, I do think sometimes maybe a spouse can detract. They can bring a scandal into the administration. Uh, that might cause problems and controversy, but that's pretty rare. So I, I think we probably go a little overboard uh, when we evaluate these kinds of events. Well, the Democrats this week, another strategy is they've ruled out a whole lot of uh, Republicans or former Republicans to speak out against Donald Trump. I guess one of the headliners, obviously, is John Kasich, and he spoke, uh, I believe it was Monday night, but uh, is that effective? Is that going to take hold to the electorate uh, to see these people who have converted and are supporting Joe Biden? 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty effective. Yeah, I really I think it's pretty effective. I think it's limited, but it's pretty effective. It's remarkable to think that you have this string of Republicans, current former Republicans who are willing to go on record in support of Joe Biden at a Democratic convention. It's just not the kind of thing we normally see. So yeah, I think that that's effective, but I, I don't think that you're going to see people again changing their vote because of this. Um, President Trump, when you look at the the polling and the demographics, he's still very popular within the Republican Party. Um, there are certainly elites within the party, former office holders, some current office holders, but not that many, uh, people like Colin Powell and others who've been critical of the president. And that's always been the case ever since he got the nomination back in 2016. Uh, but that that dissatisfaction doesn't seem to trickle into uh, the rank-and-file Republican voters themselves. And so I think there's still an awful lot of unity within the GOP but there's not as much unity at the elite level, especially in sort of the establishment Republican Party. And as Trump, I think, proved in 2016, he doesn't need that establishment necessarily fully behind him to win an election. So unless something's different now, unless you're going to see a decline in fundraising or a decline in volunteers for his campaign, uh, I'm not sure that's going to have a huge effect. But again, it's remarkable to sit and watch these uh, these figures, these prominent Republican figures, step forward and say, I'm not even going to support my party's nominee. Mark Caleb Smith, professor of political science, Cedarville University, joining us. Um, Joe Biden speaks tonight, and he has been as low-key and silent and largely due to the pandemic, but largely due to strategy uh, as, as any candidate I can remember. But he has to speak tonight. What do you think the Democrats are hoping to see? Because you we know the stuff that's said about Joe Biden. What what message do you think he needs to deliver tonight? I think the, he needs to deliver the message that he's ready to be president. I think that's going to be the most important thing he can do. Uh, I don't like to focus on you know the mechanics of the speech. Does the person speak well? Are they pleasing on camera? You know, those aren't necessarily the ingredients of making a great president. However, he needs to demonstrate that he's capable and that he's fully cognizant and that he's on his game to the point where he's going to start to put away some of those whispers and some of those worries that maybe Biden isn't ready to step into the presidency. So I think that's got to be his job number one. I think the other thing he's going to do is draw a sharp contrast between himself and Donald Trump just in terms of personal style and personal terms. Uh, he's going to talk about his relationships with people. He's going to talk about his relationships with Republicans and people in Congress, his willingness to work with people on the other side sometimes. Uh, so he's going to try to draw some sharp contrasts, I think, between himself and President Trump. I don't expect he'll get a lot into policy. I think this is probably going to be a pretty light policy uh, speech you hear because he's not worried about policy so much. He's worried about uh, strong contrast and then sort of returning to a time of normalcy. I think that's going to be his major theme. Okay, before I let you go, I want to ask yeah. you one thing and shift gears a little bit. Uh, Governor DeWine made the big announcement the other day about fall sports moving forward. Right. Yep. Is this, in your mind, um, I don't know, is that uh, decision, that announcement, uh, an important political decision? Does it have ramifications in that way? I think that it really does. I mean, certainly it matters for people and for students and their parents and people who want to watch them play. Uh, But I think it actually does affect the political climate. Um, If sports aren't happening, then I think people feel out of touch. They feel dislocated. They feel like something's just not normal. And I think the more they feel that way, the more they're going to be discontented toward the people who are in office right now. And so I think in places like Ohio and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, uh, places where President Trump really did well in the last election, 
if you don't see sports in those places in the fall, if they're not playing college football, for example, if they're not playing high school football, I think it's going to add to discontent. It's mm. going to add to sort of the malaise that people have. Uh, and they may be, you know, maybe they're not going to say, I'm going to vote against Donald Trump, but maybe a few of them stay home. They're like, you know, this is just awful. I don't like what's going on. I just don't feel motivated to do it. And so I think it really does matter. I think I think college football matters in that way as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if people – I don't know, it's just going to be interesting to watch. You know, what are Saturdays going to be like in September, October, November <laughs> without college football? Yeah. Uh, even though, again, you may have high school football, it's just it's going to be a weird environment, and I'm not sure that helps Mr. Trump. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.